confirmed Hextech is fentanyl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Cows of Runeterra. Got another special for you. Uh, the Arcane Council Archives, Jace's Journal episode. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. We're so official now. We're in the archives. Uh, I know, yeah. right? We're wearing suits for this, but no one will ever say that. <laughs> no one will know. What a waste of money. We should have done this. <laughs> well, what's not a waste of money or time is housekeeping. You can listen to us everywhere, anywhere, and visit us at podcast.core to find out where that is. Uh, all our info is there. You can follow us on any platform you prefer. We appreciate it. Uh, and if you need to contact us, you can email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Please leave a like, follow, and a short review slash comment wherever you decide to listen. But the best way is to tell a friend to value the notes by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, I like that. That that ooh, that was clean. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a different episode, a uh, different type. We're going to hop right into it. So what are the Arcane Council archives? So during the Arcane event, which was great over a couple weeks, um, Riot has in the League of Legends client a section called the Council Archives. And this has broken up into four parts. And these four parts kind of focus on different aspects of the show, but also different characters involved in them. So this is broken up into Jace, Vi, Caitlin, and Jinx in that order of release. And every week they would open up a new vault for you to go into. And the way it's set up is kind of like an adventure style game, kind of a point and click, give you some things to click on and it gives you more information about the background of both the story of Arcane, what's happening, and more details in general. Uh, so we're going to hop into Jace's journal first. Uh, one additional thing. So we talked about this in our Jace episode, which is episode 61. Check it out if you haven't. Um, and in our Arcane content is that a lot of this, if you've watched Arcane already, this is going to feed more details into you. Some of this you may already know. If you haven't watched it yet, there may be some spoilers here. Um, so kind of, you know, tread lightly. We recommend you listen to all of our content related to Piltover. It'll help you out uh, and watch the show. The show's great. Uh, but some of this could be retconned in the future. Who knows? Uh, we yeah. got season two finally announced, which is cool. Yeah. And the big thing is just just watch the show. It, it's really good. It's so good. And as enjoyable as this content is, it will not behoove you to watch the show before taking it in. Um, so it's it is a lot of fun and we we've talked about it before just like privately but a lot of people are kind of adverse to reading so you know watch the show and then <laughs> hit play back on this and we'll catch you up to speed we got you yeah you know listen we know a lot of people out there don't want to play league of legends we get it it's toxic <laughs> so we're gonna bring this content to you in an easy listenable format while you drive cook or do whatever um and there'll be no flaming here maybe we might troll a little bit we don't know yeah. Yeah, I might run it down mid. You can't stop me. <laughs> Let's get into it. So we start off with Jace's journal here. And the first entry is Far From Home. Uh, this is section one. And the first thing we get is a reference to some materials, right? Uh, he talks about the Talus Forge 
which is important. And a little side note here, he mentions uh, the temperature. And I'm assuming it tops out at this temperature because that makes it worth mentioning, right? Which is 1,200 and 50 degrees. So I'm assuming Celsius, it's not mentioned, uh, but Celsius makes the most sense um, when you look at like what type of metals in the real world. So we dug into it and like, okay, well, what type of metals could be melted in this forge? So as we know it, like gold, aluminum, iron, copper, silver, those kind of nail. There's some other ones as well that could be melted. But what can't be melted, I find interesting based on their world, is that steel can't be melted, cobalt, titanium and tungsten, which when you're dealing with hex tech weapons, you would assume would involve some of these things. Yeah. I like, I mean, this is, these are the things that were like, I like are most sci-fi in our real world. Right. Yeah. Like, especially metals like tungsten, the, the innovations that have been made in the real world since man has been able to manufacture tungsten is very ridiculous. Uh, and it's like, so why wouldn't you use that to, as a foundation for your sci-fi world? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so what's, what's after that then? Because <laughs> my brain can no longer follow this. <laughs> so hopefully this is in the top. Like I said, that was an assumption. So we'll see if this is like maybe the average that he's used to, because he references it only because next he references the Shreeman Des Desert. Um, he mentions that the Shreeman Desert uh, being hotter than the Talus Forge when he's working there, right? So that's probably a play on that. Um, another thing that's mentioned here is that the Hextech crystals that are found were in the Shreeman Desert. So once again, we mentioned in our Arcane episode, we mentioned it before that in some of our Shreeman episodes, we've They've mentioned it in Arcane, sort of. We've mentioned it in our Jace episode, and here's another confirmation. We do think at some point they're going to show these came from Shurima. They, they have to now. Yeah. They have to. Stop making us do your work, Riot. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he also mentions um, not expecting to be this far away from home again. Uh, in these notes as he talks about the Shreeman Desert, which kind of reinforces our theory that in the show, once again, spoilers, um, this is very early, um, Jace's flashback to when his mother kind of passes out and they're in this frostbitten territory, um, that that is the Frail Yord. Because uh, that's equally as far away from Piltover as Shreeman Desert is, right? So it's like, okay, cool. He's mentioning not being this far away from home again, Maybe that's a reference to, yeah, they definitely were in the frail yard before they were saved by this mystical being. Yeah, and uh, we know that he is back out this far away from home because whatever research that he's done as far as trying to find power sources for all of his inventions, they've led him to here. So even though at this point he hasn't found anything yet, the source of this mythical power is going to be in Sharima. And that's why we're here. And then we get a, kind of a fun list because uh, mm -hmm. clearly in the Piltover world and by their understanding of Hextech at this point, they they just have only Hextech. Whereas in Sharima, they've got Hextech crystals that are classified. Like they buy different minerals and stuff. So I wonder if this is going to be a thing of more like the arcane practices and what have been passed down between arcane users, or if this is, or they have a more practical use for these minerals. Do you want to take a shot at some of these names? 
Because <laughs> I've already butchered oh. names for today in our recording. All right, I, I got us. I got us. I got it. Uh, so the at the top of the list is uh, Sudarian. Okay. All right, and that is and. And in Jace's notes, it's crossed out. So for whatever yeah. he's working on, it doesn't work. All right. It attracts other metals in a short vicinity, but it's imbalanced. And then we have a uh, Kumangium. I'm going to go uh, with uh, Kumagnium. Okay. Okay. I like that. Kumagnium. All right. And that is... It's a stab strong conductor. That's the only note here, but this metal's also crossed out. Yeah. And then the last the last one, which is crossed out, it's probably the easiest one for us to say. It's Targonite. Yep. Um, and it's spelled just like the region of Targon. And with this one, it produces a burst of fluorescence when exposed to sunlight. Um this this one's Kind of fun to like think about because I wonder if like the Solari actually use yep. this in their religious practices. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome because this is, in our opinion, based on all the content we've done so far, we think in the arcane cinematic universe, this is the first mention of Targon. Um, so boom, we got another like we're listen, we're reaching for straws and grasping everywhere we can, but here's an official mention within this universe of Targon existing. So. And we want to watch Diana and Leona duke it out on the big screen. And Damn then it. Kiss. Because it's going to happen. It's going to It has to happen. <laughs> Listen, right. You took the easy way out last time. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. We won't let you off the hook again. Never again. <laughs> hook? Wait, Bilgewater reference? <laughs> what? Confirmed. 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 Miss. Misfortune and allow we are next to kiss. Oh my god! <laughs> no, so this, we all know it'd be it, we all know it'd be graves and twisted fate. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, the next thing we get in the notes here are uh, he had some help, and that was something we've mentioned in the original lore as well. So it looks like something they may be keeping throughout uh, the Arcane universe, which is that other explorers found these minerals and he talks about the situation in which they found them um there are some notes from the people that found the minerals or sorry the crystals sorry i'm getting them mixed up here uh and they advise hey don't damage or cut these things um because they're dangerous they also mention that uh the treasure hunters are like we also don't trade them openly uh, and he thinks it's because it's too risky to you know put that in the hands of a layman um and also is kind of a reference to our Sivir episode. We talk about treasure hunters and um, ruin divers and people who um, participate in that side of trade. Yeah, and I, I love that you bring up Sivir here because this could be a thing of like he's run out of conventional sources to do this. So now he's just working with a pack of mercenaries. Um, but we don't get names here. We don't get yeah. any defining facts other than a treasure hunter has assist has assured me or assisted me. Um, so we, we only have speculation, but this is, uh, if it's coming from a group that would be like under like what Sivers lifestyle is like, we could assume that this probably came out of some terrifying hole in the sand and the, like Azir is somewhere out there just like, huh, huh, my treasure, <laughs> my, my riches confirmed. Hextech is fentanyl. 
You monster. <laughs> so the next note we have here is uh, on this page is Hextech Crystals. He has some properties mentioned, which they possess buoyancy in air, which is flight. That's great um, for a lot of purposes. And then it's incredibly um, internally dense, uh, but fragile on the outer layer. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the fragility and the unstable nature of this stuff, I think Arcane does a better job of explaining what that looks like than what we'll ever do. Um, yes. It involves a lot of explosions and it involves a lot of the only thing surviving is the Hextech cores. So check out the show if you <laughs> want to see what this uh, fragility looks like. <laughs> so this takes us to section two of his journal. Um, where speaking of explosions, you know, we talked about his one source being the treasure hunters, the other source being actual excavators. Um, and there's a statement here from an explosion that ha happened at the dig site. Uh, the statement says that once struck, the crystal created this blue light, the suspension field type thing, and then it exploded, right? Um, and then there's also references here to um, the explorers being related to the Karamans clan um which is caitlin's parents and his sponsors so that's another um uh re what, what, what is it called um uh retcon it's another retcon, yeah, retcon. from his yeah, original lore as we spoke about yeah because it is not from the geo the geopra um yeah. and as since it's not from the geopra it's coming from the Kiramans, and this is the first time, as far as in something written, that we have the distinction between his patronage family. Yep. Um, and the now an interesting Which is fine. thing. It's not a big. It's not a big plot point. It's not a big plot point, but like the interesting thing that we've got here is that um, what is a little bit counterintuitive, or I wouldn't say counterintuitive. It's different from the show, though. Is that in the show, uh, the Kiramans had no idea what Jace was working on. Yeah. Um, but as far as with this, this whole trip to Sharima was funded by the Karamans. Yep. Uh, you, you, if you're throwing money at something, you're going to know some details. So then yeah. it's like kind of leave some questions of whether Jace was lying about it or whether they they just only got like these invoices that were just like, <laughs> OK, here I am. And they're just like, ah, we trust the kid. You gotta, you gotta leave <laughs> enough room for positive. Uh, was it uh, deniability, right? Yeah, pl plausible, plausible deniability. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, Jace kind of mentions that not only do the Caramons in his mind depend on this breakthrough. Maybe this is like to put them on the map. They need this, um, but also himself. He also wants to make his mom proud, right? Because one thing he mentions here, and we do see this in the show is that she plays down that experience they had in the frail yard. And he thinks she does believe in magic um, as well. But since, you know, she was with him, she probably is feigning ignorance to avoid feeding into his obsession because he does know he's obsessed with this, uh, which is something a mother would do to try to protect her child from himself. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it could also just be a thing of um, the, like using common sense like there there has to be a rational explanation yeah. for what happened to us uh i was 
I was passed out. Uh, like the elements were so heavy that I don't have a clear thought of what happened there. And there's no way my son was unscathed by that. He was a little boy. Yeah. Um, so it, it could be either or. Um, the show kind of gives us a vibe that it's like the mom is protecting Jace. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the, that's the point of good storytelling is that you can make sense of all of these little different arguments. Yep. But, and then he um, immediately after that puts the note, the power of the arcane. <laughs> it's magic, baby. I know it. I know it is. I know, I know it, it to is. be true. <laughs> so we have some additional notes now on the crystal here in, in on this page of the journal. He mentions the crystals are bound with a soul user. And he says, you know, th- this is kind of interesting as we see more character arcs from Victor, Jason, Echo in the future, because all three of these individuals work with Hextech a lot um, and the crystals a lot, uh, but in different ways. So he mentions, can this device be created to fake this connection? Like, can you get this behavior from something artificial, right? Rather than these crystals. Uh, and then what dictates a bond, right? What dictates a user? being the sole user and can that be manipulated? So good scientific questioning here. Yeah. And I mean, this is uh, like, I, uh, this part of the notes is really fun because it is written out more like how you would be writing down your notes from experimentation uh, because it's, it, Jace is going through different experiments at this point. Now that he's done enough to know how he can mess with this material without blowing up every time. <laughs> yeah. He is now he's now testing all of these different things and we're, we're getting to kind of see his progress. Uh, progress. Ah, he said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the word and, of the day. Uh, I yeah, the word of the day. I love as far as like while he's repeating all these different tests and everything that then it's uh like one of the entries is that um uh would would this work if an if I had an object to house the power some type of staff crossed out two on the nose <laughs> two on the nose <laughs> yeah it's questions leading him to more questions does the power react with the crystal externally or internally because as mentioned above the composition of the crystal is different from the inside it's more dense outside is more fragile does that play into it right he talks about wind and water turbines and can you run lightning through it because running a current through something is very important as we know in the real world um this kind of leads us to his theories here about um what he's come to the conclusion after the rest of these notes where he says you know the arcane is an ever-present field around us but it's invisible so it's not something that's created it's something that's being interacted with and then he mentions in particular uh this source of energy can merge it into our reality maybe right um is that a fourth dimension reference well, when he's able to make these discoveries, what's not written here is that a very small figure comes into the room wearing a large robe, and they remove the <laughs> cowl of the robe to reveal that it's Heimerdinger. And then Heimerdinger says to him, the arcane you must use, Jace. Oh, no. That's a callback. And now we're just in Star Wars. <laughs> I think we've referenced – I wonder if we reference it enough in our episodes – do we summon the fans? Like, is that is it like a Candyman situation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, uh, we got to record and like looking in the mirror now. I'm just going to look at only like my camera. <laughs> just, uh, hi, Murray's Yoda. Hi, Murray's Yoda. Hi, Murray's Yoda. No. So this takes us to the final section of the journal where um, he talks about the ruins or runes. I, I Listen, I'm going to mess that up a bunch. I'm sorry. I'm Canadian. <laughs> I don't know if that's an excuse, <laughs> but I'm using it. Um, he talks about markings that were found alongside the crystal. So once again, spoilers alert um, here, uh, because Victor is somebody who comes across this in the show, where we find out that these two are connected. Uh, and he mentions that each depleted crystal he sees um, possesses a different rune. So we go through a list of crystals here, and he talks about when he got them and where he got them from. Um, so Crystal One is the one he got during his childhood. We saw that in the flashback scene um, during the incident. And he keeps this one as a charm. It was a part of some kind of cloth that like he embedded in some kind of cloth or wrap or something. And he keeps that on him. I don't know if it's like a cufflink. I can't remember completely. Do you remember, Hedge? Uh, like to me, it looked more like a keychain. Yeah. Um, But I, it was it was how like he kept it in a cloth that was with his journal. Yeah. Um. So it. It, it was it was kind of weird. Like it's hard to explain how it was there, and it's not something that's brought up too much in the show. Yeah. If you remember, um, let us know so, in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Help. Hit hit us up with that. Save us from ourselves. <laughs> uh, but the second crystal is one that he bought from a seller in Bilgewater, um, which is the first reference that we mentioned above. Right when he talked about buying it from these treasure hunters, where we know from Bilgewater, if you listen to our Bilgewater episodes, that's where the treasure hunters hang out. That's where the business is at. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the biggest port to the mainland, yep. and also not much regulation. There are no enforcers <laughs> in Bilgewater. <laughs> and the third crystal he bought at a Zonite pawn shop, which is the closest you're going to get to Bilgewater in Piltover. Yep. And that's a good mention because we think, or at least I do, uh, Benzo Shop, maybe? I, I mean, even if it's not Benzo Shop, which we know it's Benzo Shop, yeah. one, because we get that in the show, yep. two, the very the very first time they're talking to Jace in the show is him buying this from a Zonite pawn shop and that it was illegal. Uh, yep. So it's Benzo Shop. Like, this is... <laughs> we're, we're at the point too where like uh outside of this uh journal entry, like the next two journal entries are from basically directly from the show. Yep. Like it's it goes parallel with the show. You can pick up what time in the show it was at. Uh this is the end of where we're kind of before what's happening in the show. Um so it it's it's Benzo Shop, hundred percent. Add us if you don't believe us. <laughs> We'll argue it until we get bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get to the little bit left here where Jace talks about it. He's unable to decipher the runes. <laughs> See, I did it. The runes himself. Um, and there must be a key to unlocking the crystal's power. We know from the show that Victor's the one that helps him figure this out. Um, and as Victor, once again, spoilers, starts to graft on himself, these runes become part of it as well. Uh, but one thing that we don't really think about, which is cool here, is he mentions, is the language alphabetic? Is it character based? Do the letters correspond with a spoken word or just a thought? Can it be phrases that are chained together? And can the effect be mimicked by another power source? So those are some cool questions that I never thought about um, once we got once we had the reveal that the crystals are associated with actual um, words and 
language. Yeah, and it's it's very it's a very astute observation too because like uh, in a scientific world and environment you're going to be looking at these things that do things that shouldn't be possible and they've got all these symbols on it and stuff and it's like a it that's probably like some religious fanatic thing and jace is looking at it and taking it very seriously yeah. uh so it, it just shows how open-minded jace is to his own research like he is not locked in the beliefs of piltover but he's using the understandings he has thanks to Piltover to look beyond, um, which is really cool. And it's not until after all of these notes that we get at the very end, is it dangerous? And it's like, Jace, are you idiot? Are for, what for real, dude? For real? Classic, like, classic scientist. You you even have a mention of a miner that gave you a firsthand account of what one of these explosions looked like. Who a didn't want to be named, and then b was like, yeah, I uh, I only got caught a glimpse of a blue light before the waves, <laughs> the shock waves hit me and knocked me the hell out and. Uh, and yeah, but now you're gonna go. Oh, is this dangerous? Yeah, confirmed. Jace thinks fentanyl's not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But that brings it to an end here. Um, and this, so the plan is, you know, this is a cool little, you know, as we said, addition um, that Riot decided to do alongside the show, which had plenty of information in it. And we've been swarming you all with information from Arcane, from Piltover for a while now. So. There's going to be more. Uh, the next plan is to do uh, the Warden's write-ups, uh, which will follow Vi, and then we'll follow that with the Grand Conspiracy, which was Caitlin on her journey to kind of track things down. And then we'll finish up with uh, the Adventures of Jinx, um, which we'll get into some stuff from her perspective. And and if this is uh, if this is something that you enjoyed, you know, first and foremost, let us know. Yeah. Uh, that's at podcastcore at gmail dot com, uh, because it, it would be nice to know that we're enjoy other people are enjoying it as much as we are. Yeah. Uh, but if you did enjoy this, there's a ton of content here which you can find in the league of legends uh client as yeah. well as through like some of like the wikis and stuff that we didn't even touch on in this episode like there's other things that like some of the items on the desk and stuff that kind of give you know fun little excerpts and details there's a ton of content that's here and just off of us scratching the surface we've been able to put a whole episode together so yeah. if you enjoyed it check out the archive go read through it it's there's a lot of fun stuff there yeah yeah let us know um and if you want to see yourself because that might not be in the client forever um i did find out that there are some youtube videos of people who go through it for you like they'll click on the items and they'll let it sit for a bit so you can read and see um so there's no time limit on this you know if you listen to this and want to go see it yourself it's really cool how it's laid out it's really um thoughtfully thematic as well uh so yeah we'll be back soon with the rest of the series. Uh, but as for now, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.